Dolphins pulled off a surprise upset. Plus, can you trust Antonio Gibson and DJ Moore? Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Frank Stample. We're going to break down the Dolphins' surprising win over the Ravens and then discuss some key start-sit calls for Week 10 on this Friday morning. For more start-sit discussions for Week 10, make sure you check out the full episode of Fantasy Football Today in your podcast feeds. And let's start with the Dolphins, Frank, who shockingly beat the Ravens 22-10. It was closer than the final score indicated. There were some weird things going on with the Dolphins' offense late in the game. An offensive lineman almost scored on a screen somehow. What's your big takeaway from the Dolphins side in this one? Uh, honestly, pick up Robert Hunt wherever you can, right? Like that offensive lineman to catch and run, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was the highlight of the night. I mean, that's everything that you need to know about this game. It was ugly. But seriously, uh, I think the best part of this game for the Dolphins was their defense. And from fantasy, I mean, it might not matter very much, but their defense is still available. They're rostering like 53% of CBS leagues right now. And four sacks, an interception in this game against the Ravens. They limited them to just 10 points. Uh, they look great pass rush getting after the quarterback secondary looks like they're finally getting healthy and they limited the, the Texans as well last week. That's obviously, you know, not as impressive, but, uh, they, they had five sacks in that game. They had three interceptions in that game. So, uh, they're playing well and their next three games come against the jets, the Panthers and the giants. I wish I had something offensively to talk about here. Everyone else basically stunk, but the Dolphins defense, they have really good matchups coming up. And remember, they were a really good fantasy defense for a long time last season. Pretty much the mo most of the season, they were really opportunistic. They forced a lot of touchdowns. This is a defense that blitzes a ton. And last season, they were able to create a lot of turnovers, create a lot of chaos, and they turned that into a decent amount of defensive touchdowns and, and turnovers. So, and, and you undersold it. They've got the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, and then the Jets again. And then the Saints in Week 16. That might be a pretty good matchup. At the Titans, that's not a great matchup, but I mean, they look usable for the next five games. Probably it's it. It's a pretty good stretch coming up here for the Dolphins. Uh, I think they they might matter uh, yeah. on a DST level moving forward. And then let's move on to the Ravens, who managed only 32 more yards against the Dolphins than the Texans did a week ago. That's not company you want to be in. What are your takeaways for them? Just get Sammy Watkins off the field, please. Like the guy, I, I don't know what was happening in that first quarter where Lamar lobs it up. It seems like Sammy Watkins probably could have caught that ball for a touchdown if he was paying more attention. I don't know what happened. He just like slowed down and, and didn't try to catch the ball. And he had a fumble later on. Uh, I know he did a lot of his damage later uh, in the fourth quarter, but Rashad Bateman, it looked really, really good. Six receptions for 80 yards. He now has six plus targets in all four of the games that he's played in. I think that he is super talented, great route runner, strong hands. And I think he's a really good complement to what the Browns already have in Marquise Brown, who's a speed threat. Speed threat. He's doing more uh, all around things uh, so far this season. The best that we've ever seen from Hollywood Brown. Uh, Mark Andrews, we know, is going to control the middle of the field. I feel like Rashad Bateman's just that perfect complement. He's 63% rostered. He's got the Bears, the Browns, the Steelers. The Browns coming up, good matchup against the Bears, and then obviously some really competitive divisional matchups coming up uh, there against the Browns, Steelers, and, and Browns again. So 63% roster, I would say, if he's available in any shallower leagues, I would change that. And I, I keep waiting for the Rashad Bateman breakout game. And then this one, six catches for 80 yards, that's pretty good. I'll still keep waiting for it because I think he's super talented. And like you said, hopefully they'll just recognize that he deserves the number three role, not Sammy Watkins. Also worth noting, Jacoby Brissett left this game with a knee injury and Tua Tangovaloa took over, passed for 158 yards on 13 pass attempts. So good to see him get back in there, even rush for a touchdown. 
Let's move on to some start sick calls for week 10. But first, a quick note. Najee Harris did pop up on the injury report as limited for the first time Thursday. This is really the first time we've seen him on the injury report all season, I believe. So something to keep in mind. It's not clear as of Friday morning whether you know this was an injury he suffered Thursday or whether it's just a, a small concern. So keep that in mind and keep a close eye on him uh, on Friday's practice reports because he is my number one running back for this week. And first up among the start sick calls, just tell me how you're treating Mark Ingram if Alvin Kamara is out against the Titans. Yeah, so if Alvin Kamara is out, uh, I'm probably going to move Mark Ingram up into that RB2 territory, like solid RB2, you know, probably in like the 18 to 24 range, just because he's going to see so much volume, right? It, mm -hmm. You'd imagine 15 to 20 touches in this game. He's already been getting around that anyway, right? I think he had 14 touches last week, five receptions, getting more involved in the pass game too. So if Alvin Kamara is out here, I think guaranteed 15 plus touches makes him a solid RB2, decent matchup against the Tennessee Titans. How about the Washington running backs? Who would you rather start against the Buccaneers? Antonio Gibson or JD McKissick? Mm, I think in half and non is like such like cop-out answer, but I think in half and non, I would go with Antonio Gibson. In full PPR, uh, I would go with JD McKissick. I mean, you look at fantasy points per game this year, they're basically been identical, uh, but I, I do think in PPR, uh, JD McKissick's still going to get more targets, more receptions, uh, but in those other formats, I still lean with Antonio Gibson. Honestly, I'm I'm leaning towards just McKissick in all formats, just with the way that opposing offenses have largely abandoned the run against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This might be a game where JD McKissick just flat out outgains Antonio Gibson just because of game script. And one more, what are you doing with JD DJ Moore against the Cardinals this weekend with PJ Walker starting for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I, I think this has to be the lowest we're going to rank him all season long, right? I, he's outside my top 24. I think he's more of like a high-end wide receiver three this week. Cardinals defense has played really well this year, uh, mm -hmm. and we don't really know what to expect from P.J. Walker. So I think the smart thing would be just a lot of targets to D.J. Moore and Christian McCaffrey, but we can't really depend on that. So I think high-end wide, re wide receiver three is where we're at for D.J. Moore. Yeah. Get your buy low uh, offers in before Cam Newton takes over the offense because – I have to imagine he's going to be an upgrade over Sam Darnold and what I expect from P.J. Walker. All right, that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today and in five on this Friday morning. For more, like I said, go to your Fantasy Football Today feeds and get more for the Start Sit questions on Thursday and Friday's episodes of the podcast. For Frank Stample, I'm Chris Towers. We'll see you tomorrow.